That Guy's House presents 22 Minutes of Transformation with Sean and Karen. Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with Karen Mills Austin. Karen, another week is here. Another transformational question is coming up. How have you been? Oh, you know, I've been really, I've been really wonderful. I mean, I really have. Part of what I do, all of what I do, is to live a life for me that allows me to go to the next stage of my evolution. And I am no longer kicking and screaming. I'm no longer. I am letting go and surrendering. So kicking and screaming, I mean, I'm no longer resisting. And of course, it'll come up. But right now, I'm conscious that I'm always supported by a friendly universe that wants me to express my life in its fullness. You know what I love about your philosophy, and you've expressed this to me so many times, is um, you don't dwell on the past. You very much see the past as something which has got you to where you are. And from this space, you can do something great. I know there's been times I've said to you, Karen, I don't want to do this anymore, or I'm I'm on some project, and I'm like, oh, Karen, (laughs) I I don't want to do this project anymore. And you say, well, it got you here. Well, it got you here. And that's always been so helpful. That's always been so helpful because, you know, and that's sweet. And it is the truth, isn't it? It has brought us to this. Everything brings us to where we are right now. And whether we like it or not, I get to like it because I'm happy with the way that my life has unfolded. And when I look back on things, and that's the beauty of 2020 vision, that's the beauty of letting this presence move through me with very little resistance. I'll say it that way because I do resist. Um, it's, I can look back on it and say, oh, that's why, that's the reason I had to go through this stuff. I get it now. I get it. You know, we've talked about this thing that I've been moving through for probably almost two months now. And now I have, there's this clearing that has happened and God, spirit has gotten me to this point and the organization of what of, of which I'm a part of to this point, and I get it now. It's as clear as, as I can ever make it, and I would never have imagined that the road had curved and weaved the way that it did to get me exactly where I am right now, and I've grown and expanded from the experience. So that's what all of this stuff does for our lives. So to not resist it, to trust, oh, I'm learning to do that. I'm open and available to do that more and more and more. Yes. I think our lesson should be with as little resistance as possible. Don't put the pressure on yourself to have no no resistance because, right, because, right. You're, because you're a human being and it's, yes. it's what happens. Yes, we're, yes. we're bound by gravity. We're bound by the ultimate resistance. But with with as little resistance as possible, mm. I'm headed towards my greatest yet to be. That's a good affirmation. I'm going to start that using is. that one. Yes. Yeah. 
because we all know I had that embarrassing word of the year, which I thought was going to be effort. (laughs) Anyone who listens to our earlier episodes, I had this idea that 2021, I was going to apply more effort. I was going to stay up late. I was going to work extra hours. And I thought that was fantastic. Um, but I thank, thank God I grew out of that one real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do get to, we have no idea how our life unfolds. And to be able to, you know, we brought up with this idea of working hard, staying up late, getting very little sleep, just hitting the, the grindstone, all those worldly words and when we let go and allow the presence to have its way with our lives, there's grace and ease. There's grace and ease in it all. Yeah. There absolutely is. And this is a lesson to anybody working from home right now, from anyone who the coronavirus is still keeping you have your home as an office. Two hours of focused, aligned time can get a whole day's a whole day of work done if you're in that great thing called flow. I don't know what your employer wants from you, but just know that focused, aligned time, um, you can get so much done and so much expansion can happen. I've really come to learn that this year. And it's so interesting that you mentioned that, that those two hours, um, because I have this thing about 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. Um, So... I, after 90 minutes, I want to get up and the practice I put in place now is that I get up and I take a walk. So I will, right now I'm walking between three and six miles a day, not straight through. I get up, I take a walk. I might walk a mile, a mile and a half, maybe two miles, come back do a little bit more work, get up, go out, take a walk. I know that there are people who can't do that, but get up and have some, I, and have some kind of movement. You know, that's really important just to, for the um, giving thanks for our body temple. Even if we get up and um, drink some water. I was teaching on Saturday and we had gone through this forgiveness process, and I, uh, which is a very can be a very emotional process. And afterwards, I said, "Okay, let's get up. We're going to take a break, walk a little bit, and drink a glass of water." So, to these are practices that we get to put in place that support our well-being. So, hydration, movement. We always talk about prayer and meditation. There are certain things that we get to do and good nutrition. That's the other thing. I love that you're saying this because, you know, I do 90 minutes too. This is, this is great to know. I do, I do three sets of half an hour on various tasks and then I, then I, I take a break. So we're both on a great 90 minute cycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we got to get on to this week's question. We've been, <laughs> hey, it's been good though. I'm, you know, of course we trust everything that's come up has been helpful and useful and getting on track to what caused us to come together today is um, asking and answering the transformational question. So as always, Karen, please give us the question. So this is the question. What are you born to be? 
in this chapter of life. I heard Reverend Michael say, perhaps two years ago, that life is eternal and that when we come into the physical bodies that we're in right now, for example, it's a chapter in this thing called life. So when we come into our bodies right now, what are we born to be? There's a reason that we are here at this particular time in this particular body temple with the individuals called family, the individuals called friends, and we all have a purpose. We all have a purpose. And, you know, this question came up because in my walk, I started listening to some music that I listened maybe four or five years ago, and it just um, brightened me up. It's The music is called um, Born for This, and it's by B.B. Wyans. And four or five years ago, he had a play called Born for This. And there's a group of us with Reverend Michael who went and saw this play. And it's about the life that he lived and continues to live um, when he, he and his sister were performing, um, singing on television in the, in the 70s, I think. Uh, and I just want to read a couple of wor- a couple of lines from the song. He, it says, "Born for this, destined for greatness, I was prepared for this. Your strength for my weakness." I just think so. He's okay. saying that we are born for me. This is my interpretation. We are born at this particular time for greatness. We have everything that we need right now. Your strength for my weakness, meaning to tap into the presence when there are that is always strong because it's constant. When we feel that we are unable to do something, your strength for my weakness. Isn't that beautiful? I really think it is. I really think it is. And what I love is, you know, as soon as you start talking about, you know, what are you meant to be in this chapter of your life? Mm-hmm. I um, I used to be young, Karen. And I used to be... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm only at a place of my life now in my, in my, in my 30s mm-hmm. where I'm understanding this concept of phases of life. There used to just be a lot of now, 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 and not in the great Eckhart Tolle power of now way. Mm-hmm. It was like, if it's not happening now, it's never happening. I want it yesterday. I'm getting older. All of that nonsense. So when I hear about, I, I really can, I really can feel into just the idea of the fact there are phases of life and they change and you can be radically different in regards to who you are, your intentions, your purpose, it can change. And if anything, I look back throughout my throughout my 20s and think, if only I'd been more at peace with what I was being called to do, be and have then, mm-hmm. because I was so preoccupied with, I want something grander, I want something more grandiose, I want something more popular. 
Whereas I actually think, oh gosh, I mean, the universe put me in so many wonderful places where I could serve around so many great friends that, you know, they've, they've, they've left my life now, but, but they were so good. And, but I was, I mean, some of the countries I got to visit, some of the places I got to work, but I was so preoccupied with, oh no, what is my big grand life purpose in the shape of a career? Whereas yeah. actually, if I could have got this notion of phases of life, Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, wouldn't have them 20s been so less anxiety and suffering ridden, knowing I was exactly where I was supposed to be, doing exactly what I was doing, and really getting to drink in how wonderful it all was, the people I had, the experiences yes. I had, the travel I yes. had. Um, and that, yes, so I, I, I just, I, I know the question is more profound than this, but for me, the relief in even acknowledging there are phases of phases of life where you're going to be called to be and do and have different things. For me, that that is gold in itself. Yes. And, you know, I remember my mother telling me the importance of, of living in the now, living in the now. And, um, and she talked about the, my mother was a, a practitioner, a spiritual practitioner, um, the importance of, of, of learning. My mother passed away three years ago and she was a consummate learner. She always, you know, she was texting, she was emailing, she was doing cards. She was doing all at 80 some odd years old. Um, so there's this, that was the phase of life that she was in uh-huh. at that particular time. She taught me of the importance of that there are different phases of our lives. And to be aware of it right now, and she said to me one time, I'm so glad that you're this age and you're learning this now. And I was in my 20s then. Uh-huh. So it gave me permission to be able to open myself up and to be available. And I think I know what you're talking about is this vision, this expanded awareness, Sean, that you have for your life and keeping that vision, holding on to the vision, not holding on to the vision, allowing the vision to express itself. And at the same time, understanding that there are phases, there are purposes that lead to that expanded awareness called a vision as to where you are right here and right now. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So do you believe that there are any set phases of life? Of course, we know there are, you know, there's childhood, there's adolescence, there's young adulthood, there's midlife. So we know about them things directly correlated with um, your, your age and your, your, journey in in the in your human body and i do believe that that they're really valid and they're really profound do you believe there are any set phases of life that we all come across at some point or another well that's interesting because i believe we all we all enter into at some point we're all in a phase of hustle and at some point we all arrive at a place of surrender <laughs> i do believe there are yeah. two phases if we yeah. are if we are willing everybody doesn't surrender there i know that there are some people who will stay in the hustle uh stage all their life because there's an unwillingness to let go 
there's yeah. an, an unwillingness to surrender. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it really is okay. I am in a phase of my life where I am trusting spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been in that phase off and on all of my life. And now I get to trust it like like never before. But I know that the the phases that I've gone through in my life, I was a, you know, I was a a student, I was a wife, um, a mother, a lobbyist, then I became an employee of my husband's company. And now I'm 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 still a mother. I and I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And all of those things, every single one of those things have led me to where I am right now with gifts and talents that I would never have made, have imagined. I was thinking just the other day that, um, you know, I am, I'm the interim Dean of Agape University and because of the, the Corona virus, Reverend Michael calls it the Corona bonus. I have become comfortable speaking through Zoom, teaching through Zoom, praying through Zoom, doing all those things. I was absolutely petrified the first time I had to do a prayer and meditation through Zoom. And I did it because it was my growing edge. And it has allowed me to do this, what we're doing right now. So this preparation, I would never have imagined that you and I would be doing a broadcast. So, yeah, there are different phases and stages in our lives. And I get to be willing to let go, get out of the way and know that everything is for my highest good because it is. You know, speaking of this corona bonus as mm-hmm. as you put it as Reverend Michael put it it's yeah. really interesting because I mean I I said this when this happened and this is when my history is not great but I do know there was something called the industrial revolution and I know there were other other times of society that were that was um, a revolution of, of some kind um like I said my history is not great but I do believe we'll look back at this as the virtual revolution and it really has been the revolution that got us all online and that's how we began to inhabit life and i think it will continue um and speak and speaking of phases you know this is i mean everyone's life for the past year because of this coronavirus has been a phase but i do believe it and we entered into a whole new phase of how we live and work and so many of us have have been in a different phase around that so i believe when we think about the phases of life we're thinking about the you know, where we are internally within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And also, and also I do think, you know, there are external factors which determine to a phase of life. Like you said, motherhood is a phase of life. Um, being a newly married couple is a phase of life. Having yeah. a new job or being early in a career is a phase of life. If you return to school later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's really important then. I think if, if anything from this conversation, it's really to, to know and embrace the phase you're in. Because like I said, I look, I look back to my early twenties when I was, when I was living out in Hong Kong, I was teaching and it became such a profound journey for me. It's what, it's the whole story of my book, 
But I absolutely recall at the time I wasn't fully there because I was looking for a more grandiose phase. But one thing I've always known is if I at the time could have just said, this is the phase of my life where I live in Asia and I teach and I think about the future of things to come. And all the the suffering and anxiety I felt because I wasn't living life in a grander way during that time. And I look back and think, gosh, I'd I'd never been living in, I'd never had a more grander, purposeful way of living at that point in my life. Yes. But but my mind would have me think this phase should be different, better, flashier, more glamorous, Mm -hmm. all of that nonsense. Yeah. And it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Because we really are carried by this presence. We, it has its, you know, there's this, there's this field that we get to tap into. So that when we trust it, we know that we're operating right where we are supposed to be. And to be able to enjoy the time, the phase that we are in this chapter of life is really very, very important to, yeah. to, to love it, to know, even if there's some resistance there, even though it's hard and challenging, we know that something, I know that something is always birthing itself, always, always. So yeah, yeah, uh, to live in the now, to know that we have everything that we need, including love and joy and happiness and peace and all that good stuff right now. Yeah. I have it right now. Yes. And even if you vision, even if you have this greater quest for your life, which is great, you should, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean, how do I put this? Because that's not happening right now doesn't mean that you're living any kind of inadequate life. You're in the perfect phase to prepare you for that next phase. And going back to where we started, where I've come to you multiple times and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work on this project anymore. I don't want to be working with that um, employer anymore. And you've simply said, well, it got you here. Yes. 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 And at that point too, we can speak about what we do want. Yeah. I, I, I see the vision that is before me. I'm keeping my eyes single and surrendering to the infinite possibilities. That's where we live and move and have our beingness, right there. And mm. look where we are. Magnificence. It really is. So say, say the question again. What are you born to be in this chapter of life? And I really just offer to everybody to sit with that question, sit in meditation, even just for a short time, and really, um, and really receive an answer or yes. allow the allow the answer you already know to to come to the surface. Yes, Sean, that's a yeah. great. And, and then relanguaging it just a little bit. What am I born to be in this mm-hmm. chapter called life? That's a great. Um, question to sit in contemplation or to just carry it with us as we go through our day. What am I born to be in this chapter of life? And then open ourselves up to the infinite possibilities, even if it scares us. (laughs) Well, and and I'm actually going to throw the opposite in there. Uh Um, Even if it seems um, far too subtle for you right now. 
Yes. And I think I think that over the past year of coronavirus, it was like all these all these things I knew were as part of my higher vision, things that required the world to be open and not locked down. I had to accept that this phase of my life was about retreat, was about setting priorities, was yes. about figuring out what I really want. And that was frustrating for the part of me that was like, no, I want to be doing this big thing, doing this grand thing. I want to be traveling all over the world. That that wasn't possible. And I accepted this phase of life is for um, taking a step back, for retreat, through knowing what my priorities are. And and that was better than I could ever imagine. It's why people go to, it's why people go on spiritual retreats. It's why people go to um, ashrams yes. to remove yourself from. So it is knowing that you're possibly, like you said, the answer could be that something that's going to scare you, something you really have to step into. And the answer could be, it's time to take a step back and lay the groundwork for that. Mm-hmm. And it's individual for everybody. So um but but find your answer and don't just listen to this podcast and contemplate it on an intellectual level. Go within and and find your answer. I really, yes. I, we both really want that for you. Yes. Um, incredible. Well, Karen, what another incredible conversation. I love Mondays. I love Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see you next week. Thank you for being the conduit that these questions come through. It's always my joy to discuss them. Thank you, Sean. Blessings and love. Bye.